When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, yeah. It's oh, power rankings. And I'm feeling powerful. Yeah. I the power. I love it. My favorite episode to do every week when I just get to get in the lab and tell you who I think is the best 10 teams in the best damn league in the history of of sports. All of sports. All of sports. History of Worldwide. It. I'm talking back in ancient Greece, baby. All the way to those Whoa. you know, mud wrestling days. Sure. NFL is king, and my power rankings are the best in the <laughs> business. Better than Jacobs, even. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, starting with the teams that just didn't quite make the cut, or the JDQMTC, as it is so technically termed. Number 11, right on the outside looking in, we just saw him. I got the Houston Texans sitting right there. Whoa, sniffing, I love just, it. I love it. Sniffing. Just love it. Sniffing around. Love it. Number 12, another AFC South team. I got the Jags sitting right there. Cool. LA Rams coming in at number 13. Cool. LA Chargers coming in at number 14. Mm. And since I got to pick a 15th team, I put the commies at number 15. Mm. Okay, for me, I don't know what you're doing here. I think you may have forgotten a team. I'm going Browns at number 11. No, forget the Browns. And then I got, oh, you said no to the Browns? lost 28 to 3. Still great defense. Still a really good defense. Is it? Yeah. They just lost 28 to 3. All right. Browns at number 11. Jacksonville, I have the same 12 and 13. Jacksonville at 12. Rams at 13. Mm, So no commies. You hinted that you might put the commies in there. I did hint. And look at that. You fell for it. (laughs) All right. Number 10. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom, wow. For me as well, you have to put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number 10. They're 3 and 1. And, you know, their only loss is to a juggernaut of a team in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. It has been a year where we thought any three teams not named the Carolina Panthers could win the NFC South. <laughs> and that has proven to be true so far. But the Buccaneers have taken the reins more than any of the other two teams. Yeah, and they, and, and they beat the Saints on the way. They beat the Saints on the road, which I think is just such a key On the way to doing so, yeah. The Bucks always have ta- had talent. You know, I speculated at the beginning of the year, are they going to tank for Caleb Williams? And Matt Williamson was like, I, they might be too good at other spots in their roster to be bad enough to get the number one pick. They definitely are much better than the worst team in the league would be at a lot of their skill positions. And Baker Mayfield is just doing exactly what he needs to do. And I have said it before, Baker is not his best when he's number one pick, savior of the franchise, all of our eggs are in your basket. He's best when no one knows who he is. He's been written off. He's the underdog. No one expects anything out of him. 
and that'll be the year he wins the NFC South. Mm-hmm. So Buccaneers off to a great start, and really just honestly, I, I know you and Steelers Nation probably have your feelings about Baker in the years that he played for Cleveland. I feel incredibly happy for the kid that he has caught on somewhere and is so clearly QB one right now. For also, you feel happy winning. that he's caught on somewhere that's not and Cleveland. It's in the NFC and it's not yeah, Cleveland. It's not in the NFC. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing to do with the Steelers. Yeah, so I, I can't help but feel like and honestly, like the fact that he was a Brown just kind of ruined him for me. Like I like Baker. I like that underdog mentality. He's cocky. You know, he he has personality. And I think the biggest thing about this Jacob is. Can we get the progressive commercials back now that Baker's oh, Baker's good again? Like, good can again. we bring him back? Those were work- he had the best those commercials. Good. Go. As far as quarterback spokespeople are concerned, he was the king. He mm-hmm. would have been the new Peyton Manning if only he could <laughs> play a little bit like Peyton Manning on the field as right. well. Right, 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 right. All right, number nine. Then since we both nine the Bucks, for you, sticking in the NFC. Yeah, I got the Seattle Seahawks at number nine. Tom. I got the Seattle Seahawks at number nine. As if well. we go one through ten, perfect. No way. I mean, we should have a We've cake. Never we should done bring that. a cake in on Friday and in celebrate. Sure, I'm down for a cake on Friday. Um, Seattle, you know, we we rip off Kyle also, Grant. Remember, we had twelve and thirteen the same too. That's right. We were just thinking on the same wavelength, compadre. Kyle Grant, love him on this show. Good morning, football junkie, right here. They always like to say, "Week one's a liar." The rest, week two tells you the truth, and then, you know, after the first month of the season, you really know who the teams are. I don't think anything was more of a liar than what the Seahawks put out there in week mm-hmm. one against the Rams. Now we do know that the Rams are a little bit better than we expected them to be now, but they still got blown out in their own house by the right. Rams and Matt Stafford in week one. That's a lie, though. Seahawks have won three straight games since also, then. Also, the Rams could be decent. The we Rams both could have be them decent, in our top sure. 13. But Seattle ripping off three straight wins since that opening week loss on the road against the Lions and on the road against the Giants in blowout fashion. Um, and they've put up at least 37 points in two of their past three games. So I think things have started to click when it comes to yeah, the Seattle Seahawks. Sure. Now, interesting matchup this week for Seattle they host, or excuse me, they go on the road to Cincinnati to, to play the Bengals. The Bengals are looking at a one in four hole. Uh, Is that a bye? Do the Seahawks have off this week? Uh, no, the Seahawks. Yes, the Seahawks are on the bye. Yeah. So the week, the next game is at Cincinnati. The Bengals face a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. Who do the Bengals have this week? The Bengals have. It feels like such an early bye for these. The, teams. Cardinals, the Cardinals on the, on the road. road. So they, I mean. Should get back in the win column in that one. Should. I mean, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys at home, though, so I don't think I'm going to say that the Bengals are exactly a lock in that game. But, man, Seattle, uh, they're going to make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Worried about them after week one. They look exactly like the team we thought they'd be after weeks two through four. All right, number eight. Still an NFC team? Yeah. The Detroit Lions? Yes, yes sir. The Detroit Lions. Whoa. This is getting weird, Tom. It is getting weird. I don't really know what to say about the Lions other than the fact that I'm impressed that their defense is better this year. They've given up 20 points to the Chiefs in a win, and there was a pick six in that game too, so the defense made a big splash play. They did give up 37 points at home to the Seahawks, but Jared Goff threw a pick six in that mm-hmm. game. Six points allowed to the Falcons, only 20 points allowed to the Packers, and that was garbage time, 20 points. I mean, they were suffocating on the defensive side of the ball. 
if the defense is average, if the defense is slightly above average, this is a team that is not only a playoff team, but a team that can beat, I'd say, the Cowboys and can flirt with beating with the Eagles and the Niners hmm. in the playoffs. That offense is good enough. Goff is good enough. They scored 34 points against the Packers on Thursday night. Fifth or fourth straight game beating their arch, arch rival. Isn't that crazy? NFC. I mean, they have established that it is their division now. Yeah. But there's still one more step. You have to go win it. You have to finally, for the first time since the 90s, since it was the NFC Central, you have to go out there and actually win. So in our last episode when we did mm -hmm, uh -uh, for two and two teams, at the end we asked about two one and three teams. One was the Bengals, the other was the Vikings. And you think the Vikings can turn it around this year? So much so that they uh, steal uh, uh, the division uh, 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 from. Uh, uh, let's uh, put. Uh, I said uh, I think uh, the Vikings could turn it around more so than the Bengals. Okay, I didn't okay. say they're going to. Okay. No, they can't win their division. I think the Lions are going to wrap this thing up. They've got the Panthers this week. Then they go to Tampa Bay. I think that's two wins right under their belt. Even though Tampa Bay's frisky. Then they're at Baltimore. That's a test. What does Tampa Bay do for you? They're on the bye this week. If Tampa Bay comes back from their bye and beats the Lions. Now that you tell me that they're on their bye and they're at home, they it's won? not that far-fetched yeah. that they can beat the Lions. What it does for me is it tells me that they are not only probably going to win the NFC South, but they might actually be worthy of being a playoff team and not just like a, a default, oh, you get the fourth spot because someone has to win the division. Um, but the Lions, I think they're going to roll. I think they're going to get to 12 wins this year. They're going to win the NFC North and be an interesting team come playoff time. All right, number seven. Number seven, I'm do you want to go first? I'm in the AFC now. Are you in the AFC no, now? No, I'm still in the uh, AFC. Okay. Our first difference of the power rankings today, okay. my number seven team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Something's wrong with the Chiefs this year, okay. man. You can't sit there and tell me that they looked like the Chiefs. No, the they didn't. But as long as they have 15. Yeah, they'll keep scratching out wins, but, I mean, that has to... You know, you have to hit the wall there eventually. He can't just Superman his way to the Super Bowl again and again and again. Right? Right? I mean, they're not scoring points is basically where I'm kind of, I mean, Bears, forget the Bears. 41 points against the Bears. That's not an <laughs> NFL team. They only scored 17 against the Jags. They only scored 23 against the Jets. They only scored 20 against the Lions. That's good. I mean, hey, the Steelers would take that. Every day, every day. But that's not, every day that's of the, not week. the Chiefs. That's not what we're used yeah. to out of the Chiefs. And I have to be completely frank with you here. You can still be Jacob, but I'm going to be frank. Okay. They should have lost to the Jags. The Jags beat themselves in that game. Right. And the Jets got hosed in that game against the Chiefs. That should that have been a third Garner, interception right. and the ball going back to New York. Zach Wilson also dropping a snap doesn't help either. But, you know, they're 3-1. and one. But that's a very tight rope that they walked to get to three and one. Right. There is not much difference between this team being one and three and three and one. Fifteen's probably the main difference uh, as far as, you know, flipping that record around them where they should be to where they actually are. But that's why I have them down here at number seven. It's just because, yeah, they're steady and they keep winning, but I have yet to see that performance. And again, the Bears game doesn't count where I'm just like, Oh, there's the Death Star. There's the Kansas City Chiefs that we are all fearful it. of. I get it. And, Tom, they're going to have to score a lot of points this week if they want to win because they play against Minnesota, who is so desperate. So they're going to come out absolutely firing. I mean, plus Minnesota is now at a plus. Where no matter how bad they are, they're still a good offense. And they're at a team now where they're 
they have to win every game. They, I mean, they have to at least get to three and three to We're have the a Vikings. chance. Yeah. yeah. So like, they're gonna give you their Mike Tyson haymaker the best punch that they mm-hmm. can, or at least you think that they. The Chiefs need to score a lot of points. I'm surprised the over under sits right now at fifty three. I think maybe they just don't think the Chiefs are gonna score, I or the Vikings are gonna turn the ball over a lot because the Vikings. That's the reason why they're right. one and three is they can't stop turning the ball over. All right, your number seven team. My number seven team, this is where I have the Dallas Cowboys. My number six team okay. was the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? If they did not lose to the Cardinals, they'd probably be number two or number three right now. Oh, I'd say number four. They're bludgeoning teams, though. Yeah, but those teams that they'd be bludgeoning, think about it, were the Jets without Aaron Rodgers, the Cow- or the Giants, and then the Cardinals had they won. And the pa- and the Patriots. It's still hard to bludgeon <laughs> a division opponent like you did to the Giants. I'll still give them credit for that one, even though the Giants think. But you're right. Schedule hasn't been the toughest test for the Cowboys yet. This week. This is where it gets real. It gets real, real for the Cowboys this week. Oh, they yeah. go on the road to face off against the San Francisco 49ers. You know, historic matchup, one of the best NFC rivalries that you can have not in But it's not division. overall a hard schedule. For Dallas. I'm looking at it. Chargers on the road, Rams at home, Eagle, of course. I'm gonna I'm not even gonna include the NFC East teams because we know who they are. Panthers on the road, Seahawks at home, okay. At the Bills, at the Dolphins versus the Lions. Ooh, that's yeah, a that's, tough stretch right tough. there. Those yeah. three are tough. I mean, here, <clears throat> if you want to include Seahawks in Dallas, not gonna be easy. Not easy. Philly at home. Buffalo on the road, Dolphins on the road, Lions at home. That's I mean, that's a that's a tough finish. stretch for sure. But it, again, it's not. I mean, Buffalo on the road is going to be tough. Miami on the road, it's not like Jacksonville on the road for me. Okay, it's not right? like that. It's not. Like you get a the black Lions hole. at home, and you get the Eagles at home, and you get the Seahawks at home. But it is going to be interesting to see them face an, a, a step up in competition this week and see how they respond and see how that defense responds to that nine. Right. I mean, despite the teams that we listed, I, I still think the two toughest teams they've faced this year are the Eagles twice and the Niners this week. All right. Your number six team then. Uh, cause the Cowboys were your number, number six. six, my number six team. This speak of the devil this is where I have the Miami Dolphins. Mm, my number five team is the Miami Dolphins. Took a little step back from my number yeah. one spot this last week because they, they were number one for you. Yep, put them mm, at number one. Yeah. And you know, as great as you had to feel as a Dolphin fan for putting up seventy points in the start to the season, it all just had to come crashing down when you just not only go to Buffalo, you're probably entering that game. This is it, right? Like, just like the Lions put the stake in their division by just driving it through the hearts of the Packers on right. Thursday night. We're going to do that to the Bills this time. We're going to prove that it's finally changing of the guard from the past three seasons where the Bills have won the AFC East. It's the Dolphins' turn. And not only do you lose the game, Bills just embarrass you. The Bills mm-hmm. make you look like uh, they patted you on the head. Like, oh, that's cute. Have fun in the wild card mm-hmm. again. We're going to win the division for another straight season. So I'm pretty disappointed in the effort that the Dolphins put in. If they had lost that game by a field goal, Really close, down to the wire. I probably don't drop him as much as I did. It, it didn't even need to be like a 35-38 final but score. But to go if it was to close, yeah, place anything. and just get blown out. Here's shows the thing, me Tom. That you're not quite ready yet to take that crown from them, are you? Do you believe that they're ready to take the crown from the Bills? Like, do you think when they come no. back down to Miami, it'll be such difference in, in the game? But like, what crown do the Bills have? Yes, over the division. The division. But the, the division. division. Only yeah. the East. Yeah, the okay. division crown. Here's the thing. 
The Dolphins could score 70 points again this weekend. They play the Giants at home. Oh, I'm so sorry for the Giants. Especially <laughs> they, coming off of a game where the Dolphins only scored 20. Right, they're now they're going to be so like, mad. we got to get back. We got to refresh everyone's memories, how good of an offense we are. But it doesn't matter if you can't beat the Bills. Right. I'm. I was. That was gonna be the very next thing I t- I said, and that seems to be becoming a bit of a problem for that team. They can't beat the Bills. Now I know they had the backup quarterback in the playoffs last year, and they put up a good fight. But you're getting to the point now where that rivalry between the two teams that have clearly come to the front of the pack in the post Brady era for that AFC East, it's it's really one sided, and it's it's a lot of the Dolphins have a chance, so the Dolphins always fall short. So nothing has been proven different after that last game against Buffalo. I'm sure the Dolphins will go out this week and torch the Giants, but in the back of my head, I'll always just be thinking, what are you going to do when the Bills come to town? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do when it's Josh Allen? We'll see, but I still lean towards the Bills in that division. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, your number five team. My number five team, this is where I have... This is where I had the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, My number four team oh. is the Baltimore Ravens. So the Chiefs is really the only thing that we we, di- we, we disagreed on. Because then after I put the Chiefs in, every th- other team is pretty much right. right with you, just one pick You ahead. just really did not respect the Chiefs after this week, after winning. The Ravens are damn impressive at the start of a season where they have they had really as are. many injury problems as they have the past couple of seasons. Um 11 personnel, meaning that you have one tight end, you have one running back on the field, you spread it out with wide receivers. Ravens were like operating under 11 personnel 13% of the time last year. By far the fewest usage of that package in the NFL. League average is like closer to 70%. This year, the Ravens operate out of 11 personnel 50% of the time. (laughs) So it's still low, but it ain't the lowest in the league. No. And, you know they're showing that they're at least getting a little bit more with the spread it out, use wide receivers on the field times. However, Zay Flowers is their only, you know, top three receiver that's healthy right now. Bateman and Odell Beckham Jr. are out. And that's a problem for them right now. They want to put in this offense with more weapons for Lamar, and the weapons are just hurt right now. So it's kind of just defaulted back to number eight, be Superman and help us win these games. So, But, he, he's, but he's doing, doing it. Yeah, right. And if he stays healthy, they're a Super Bowl contender for sure, and you have them in your top five right now, and they're my number four team. Yeah, I have them at, at number five right now, and again, I'll probably keep them at number five or at least near number five until Lamar potentially goes down. You know, now that he's having this good season, last year I was saying it's inevitable. Just wait until Lamar goes down. He's going to do it again. 
And it did happen. I don't know why I'm skeptical on it now this year. Maybe I'm just kind of hoping that the league protects its players better. Lamar, I mean, even though he's a Raven, he's a rival, he's still good for the game. He's still entertaining to watch, right? His MVP season, it's, if you go back and watch one of those highlights, some of the most fun you'll ever have watching football. But for some reason right now, I'm a little, I'm not as set on the fact that Lamar will not finish the season for the Ravens. But if that does happen, you can sit, you can kiss goodbye to the top 10 in the JD Coombe to see the for the Ravens because they won't sniff anywhere near it. All right, so here's your number 14. This is where I had the Chiefs. That fine, this is where I had okay. the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still, you're giving them all the credit for based on their They're reputation. Winning. You know, they lost week one. Okay. So did a lot of teams. You just love Taylor Swift. That's why. Clearly. How sick are you getting by that, by the way? I'm looking at ESPN. Well, you know what's what the, the, the thing that Jacob, I... I'm looking at the Chiefs page right now, and it's David Beckham and Taylor Swift is the top story. David Beckham's advice to Taylor Swift on celebs dating celebs. How about your top story is, let's get the ball to Travis Kelsey more. Let's get in the end zone more. What's going on with the Chiefs offense? This is a distraction, man. I know I sound so old right now and like such a curmudgeon, but this is 100% a distraction. You can't tell me. There's a little bit of true serum in Patrick Mahomes' morning coffee. He's not a little annoyed by it. Well, what I'll say is his wife's pretty annoying too. (laughs) And his brother is no better. I'm not so concerned about Mahomes' opinion. I'm concerned about the league's tracking of this because did you see how everyone how pointed out showing her and like how everyone pointed out the NFL put in their Instagram bio the Chiefs are 2 and 0 since becoming Swifties since when did the NFL ever say like, like play favoritism to a team like yeah that. saying like, oh this team is 2 and 0 oh our, this little team that we like is 2 and 0 mark said yesterday on the show you know Whatever, this is fine. Viewership is up, especially right. in the female demographic. It's massive. It's great. There. Taylor Swift is going to go away at some point, though. They're mm-hmm. not getting married. This isn't going to last Yeah, it's going to be a fling. And you're turning off some hardcore football fans by doing this. Not me. I'm but never, as soon as, I'm never as she goes the away, those guys will come back. Maybe. Those fans will come back. Oh. What if they found something else? There's nothing else. There's nothing yeah, else as good t- as the NFL. Even even the ones who over the years are like, I'm done with the, the vaccine and and all the protests. They're like, I can't watch it again. They're and yet watching. they're in their dens on their lazy boy watching every Sunday. They always come back. They always come back. It's too good. It's just too damn good. This drug is just too damn good to quit. <laughs> all right, number three. I got the Buffalo Bills at number three. Yeah. Yes. You want to go? You want to do this? Is week Buffalo, one up? Buffalo number three, Philly number Philly two, number two <laughs> Fran Sam number one, Fran number one. All right, so with the Bills at number three, uh, I said week one was a liar with the Seahawks. Such a liar with the Bills too. I mean, I, I don't know what happened to them in New York that Monday night game. Maybe it was the you know the Rogers thing. It, it was an insane asylum in that stadium right. for the debut. He runs out with the American flag. People are going crazy on nine eleven. Right. Then he gets hurt. All of a sudden, the game is just flipped on its head. You're sitting there thinking, okay, we've just been ready to go toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers. Now Zach Wilson's in the game. And the Jets' defense just took advantage of Josh Allen playing like crap. But ever since Josh Allen you know, was reckless in week one, he's been immaculate in weeks two, three, and four. Um, torched the Dolphins last week. Three touchdown right. passes. Just He looks like a kid playing backyard football when he's at his best. And that's sometimes why he can be 
so volatile and create so many turnovers. But, I mean, dude, have you ever seen a player that just kind of embodies the, like, F it, we're in the backyard, mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know, do a bunch of crap and end up scoring? Like, he, mm-hmm. he's a guy whose talent just is so overwhelming. And you're reminded that when he's playing well consistently, he might be the most gifted quarterback in the NFL. His problem has always been finding that consistency. Every time we're right. ready to be like, is he Mahomes? Is he Burrow? Is he there? He has like a three interception game, and you're like, ah, you can't really give it to him then. But, you know, if he got that out of the system week one, and if he plays like he has the past couple of weeks throughout the season, he'll win MVP, and the Bills will be an extremely dangerous team. Yeah. The, the thing is about Josh Allen and the Bills is of those teams that we consider among elite, whether it's AFC or NFC, Philly, San Fran, Cincinnati, Kansas City, they've all done more than Buffalo has. And I, I it's probably unfair of me to put San Fran in there because San Fran hasn't made a Super Bowl since all these teams came to the crop. I mean, yes, the Chiefs' first Super Bowl win was over the Niners, but that was a very different Niners team compared to what it is today. But there's a lot of people out there, including you and I, who would probably say if Brock Purdy is healthy for that game against the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, the Niners have a legitimate shot at winning that game. Yeah, I'd say that. There was never a point where you felt Buffalo was threatening Kansas City in that AFC Championship game from a couple of years ago. Even though that it was just such a, you know... The one that went... Oh, that was the divisional that round. That was the divisional round. round. The no, I'm talking about the champ- came before that. Right. Yes, you're right. The when Bills Tampa, When Tampa beat Kansas City in the, the Super Bills Bowl. The Bills were not ready for that. No. They weren't ready for that. But I think they are now. And but we've been saying, I mean, you remember last they year. They got burrowed last year. I mean, that dude just went right into Buffalo and just, you know, like yeah, a hot can, knife through okay, butter. Gonna happen, what's going to happen this year if, if it plays out that it's Kansas City at Buffalo or Buffalo at Kansas City or I, I, I just don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet from Buffalo. So number two team is the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Um, Eagles and Niners have been the most consistent teams in the NFL. I will say this. Eagles have shown a little crack in the I'll say this. Like it's Eagles- been it's been consistent the whole season. The Eagles are winning and the Niners are winning. The Eagles have been doing it step by step consistently though. Like each week, it's kind of been like, okay, are they going to figure this out? And then they do, especially right. last week. The right. commies gave them a big scare. And then the Niners have just been crushing almost everybody. I mean, I know that it got a little bit interesting against the uh, Cardinals, but then what happened in they the second away. half? They pulled away. It was never close against the Giants. It was kind of close against the Rams, and that was it. The Rams were their closest game of the year, and they still put up 30 points. They have the third-highest point differential in the league. Hard to believe that, but the Cowboys and the Bills have better point differentials than the Niners. Well, we pointed out the Cowboys have been playing nobodies. And the Bills are just—the Bills are so mad after losing week one. They've just been—Josh Allen just literally been— Boom! You're done. Like Gallagher with watermelons, just mm-hmm. crushing teams in his path. So here's the Niners' point output for the first four games: thirty points against the Steelers, right? Thirty points against the Rams, thirty points against the Giants, thirty-five points against the. Tom, Cardinals. I think I said this earlier this week. They have like a 13 game streak of scoring at least 30 points. McCaffrey has scored a touchdown in 13 straight games. Yeah, it, it all dates back to McCaffrey. I agree. 
but I also Since think McCaffrey Purdy's arrived, getting better, too. They haven't lost the game, and they haven't scored under 30 points, I'm pretty sure, in the regular season. So the chicken or egg question is Purdy or McCaffrey, because they both got there pretty much right. around the same time, oh. and they've neither one of them has what lost. I, what, the, before, Purdy, has, Purdy has not lost an NFL game that he's finished, because he got knocked out of the NFC Championship game early, and they lost that game. Other than that, if Purdy is taking the last snap for the Niners' offense, they are undefeated since he became the starting quarterback. Before we get into it, the point I was trying to make about it was I've been having Philadelphia my number one and Sanford at two. I can't do that under good conscience anymore, any longer. Sanford is clearly the team to beat this year. But getting back to your question, is it more reliant on Purdy or McCaffrey? Can it not be they have an equal contribution? Can it not be that you take one out and it's not the same team anymore? It doesn't matter which one you take out. You take out either of them, and it's clearly just not the same team. I'd be more worried if I took out McCaffrey, honestly. Really? Yeah. I, I think Because I you just... took out Purdy last year in the NFC Championship game, and look what happened. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. They they were at the end of their rope when it comes to quarterback there. Now you got sure. Sam Darnold that can come in. I mean, come on. Sam Darnold will come in and save the day. Would you rather Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson? Dude, I got to see Zach Wilson one more week because— the Zach Wilson against the Chiefs, dude, he was the only player in Mahomes' career so far to have more passing yards. Is that more passing the touchdowns? only guy? Only one who's done it in a game against Mahomes. More passing yards than Mahomes, more touchdowns, and less interceptions. He's the only one. He played a great game against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I got to see a little bit more of Zach. Like, I know Salah has been so adamant that he's their guy and he won't even think about going out of the organization to find like they get Simeon but he's practice squad they won't get somebody to legitimately replace Zach Wilson and I think that that kind of confidence can go a long way for a young quarterback like Zach I think Rodgers being back around the team now can go a long way in helping Zach you know have a little sounding board for him and I just think you know he's got talent it showed on Sunday night if he can just get out of his own way with the drop snaps or the, the you know, I need to be Superman mm-hmm. mentality, I think Zach is good enough to keep the Jets kind of sniffing Alive. around the thing. Mm-hmm. Like maybe one and three is too big of a hole right now, but I, I don't know. I think they're going to be okay this year. You get Rodgers back next year, and Zach goes right back into the incubator. And like Rodgers said, his plan was to always come in a couple years here. And hand things right back off to Zach. So, I mean, like, they haven't punted on Wilson being the quarterback of the future yet. And if he shows out like he has... So, a long way to answer your question. <laughs> I think I'd rather take Zach. Because I've seen Darnold never really decide yeah, that he's going to be put it good. together. But right. Zach, I still think, has some potential in there. Back to the Niners and the and the, and the Eagles. I really want that. I, I need that to be the NFC Championship. It's going to be the NFC Championship. It has game. to be. There are two freight trains right now. They're the last two undefeated teams left in the NFL. What do you make of the Eagles? Kind of as we said, not. Claw- I guess you could say clawing their way to a four zero record. They've been playing with their food a lot this year. It, it hasn't been, um, you know, just overwhelming like. The and Niners. and to that point, doesn't it kind of make you think like, yeah, they're four zero, but they could any week. You could see like. Yeah, the Eagles could lose that game. I just hope we get to the Eagles Niners matchup later in the season where one team has like one loss and one team's still undefeated. And, and it's like, like you got to who's going to get the one seed, right? right. Like who's going to have that bye? That one bye. And that's what's so crazy too is that you got one bye now that you're playing for. 
And both of those teams, uh, that game really could decide who ends up sitting at home on their couch with us watching the wild card round and getting that crucial extra week but like, of rest. To my point, they're at the Eagles, are at the Rams this week. You were saying earlier we kind of we kind of like the Rams back this year. Back-to-back games on the road then for the Rams. Then it's at the Jets, the another team we just highlighted. Then it's then it's that great game against the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. That should be a really entertaining game. You got your division rival who just almost beat you in Philadelphia. You got to go on the road against the Commies. Now here it comes. Then you got the Cowboys. Then you got the game of the year at the Chiefs. Then you got the Super Bowl rematch. Then you got home against the Bills. Then maybe another game of the year. Then you got the NFC Championship preview game against the Niners. Then you're on the road against the Cowboys. Then you're on the road against the Seahawks. Then they finish Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So they get a little, maybe turn the stretch. But oh my God, Dolphins, Commanders, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks on the road. If they go, what is that? Oh, start at the Cowboys. One, two, three, four. No, five, start six. at the Dolphins. Okay, I'll start at the Dolphins. So there's eight games. Honestly, if they go like five and three in that eight game stretch, that's very impressive. Very impressive. I didn't even say four and four. That is such a gauntlet right there that they have to run through. You got it. You got to beat the Commanders, right? That's just because that's the worst team in that stretch, right? Yes, for sure. And. You probably got to beat the Cowboys at least one of those Once. times. Once. You have to. So, And then you have to sweep the Giants-Cardinals-Giants thing at the end of the year. Yeah, that's crucial. But if I'm the Niners, I'm looking at that stretch and I'm being like, that's where we make our move. That's where we, That's where this year's game, instead of being at the link, I mean, you're coming to Kansas that State is, You're coming to Levi's this time. That is potentially five games in a row where it's going to be the game of the week. Not necessarily America's game of the week, but the best game, because it's Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys. Getting again. so far ahead of ourselves. Is the NFC Championship game really going to come down to which coast is played on? Like, is that going to uh. be the crucial design? Like, with teams like the Eagles and the Niners that are so equal, is that the variable that swings it one way or the other? I don't want it to be. I, I, would, I would like to think these teams are good enough to win on the road or at home. But the link is a very tough place to go sure. in and play, especially in January. So you're saying you'd rather be played in San Fran? You think it's just a more neutral field? I think the Eagles have a better chance to beat the Niners in San Fran than the Niners do going to Philly yeah. and beating the Eagles there. It's just a shame. We don't, we don't even know if there's a chance at all because last year it was yeah, we got Purdy, Purdy so we and it was, was it like Josh Johnson? Josh Johnson and then Purdy came in without an arm because they don't have any quarterbacks left. And Jimmy G was on the sidelines laughing. Saying you guys don't, you guys hate me, and yet you need me more than okay, anyone. Well, he was right hurt now. too, so he can keep laughing all he wants. Like they were just, they were done. They had no right. quarterbacks left to throw out there. Um, I hope we get a healthy NFC Championship rematch between those two teams. Gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and the exclusives you can only find directly from the team. At one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or the Tanger Outlets. Or you can visit us online at shop.steelers.com. That'll do it for today's episodes. Thanks, as always, for listening. For Jacob, I am Tom. We'll be back again Friday, getting you ready for Steelers and Ravens on the Steelers Standard. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. 
What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 